Guess who's back? All and the Alfred. And a shot at a goal. 24 runs in the span of really shut out. Dumbino hit to a home run. Go! Jack. That's way back. Put some extra relish on my hot dog. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Two, two, it's time for all Andy Alfred. Good evening, everybody. This is Andy Alfred, the host of All Andy Alfred, and you are listening to a special edition of All Andy Alfred, our Falcon Friday edition, right here on the Anchor Network. And you're listening to me on the plethora of platforms when it comes to the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes and Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Bleaker. However you listen, wherever and whenever you listen, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning into the show. As you can always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred, as well as on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allandyalfred. Friday's edition of All Andy Alfred, the Falcon Friday edition, is taped live in front of all of you on Facebook Live. So this show is unedited, uncensored, and full of content. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yes. A shutout in the garden tonight for the CBJ. We just looked absolutely terrible tonight. Absolutely terrible. From the puck drop to to the end of this game. And Chris Kreider should never poke fun of Elvis Merzlinkis. Plain and simple. The Walleye do pick up a big win in Iowa. While we get set for week eight of the National Football League. And a huge week, a huge slate this Saturday, tomorrow. If you're out apple picking, if you're out getting the pumpkins, if you're out getting the candy, last minute things, stop what you're doing. A big slate of college football happens tomorrow. We're going to break it all down. Preview all the matchups. As well as give you a taste of what the fall classics happening as we speak. And so much more. Of course, because after all, it's Friday. It's a Falcon Friday. And this is all Andy Alfred. Right here on the Anchor Network. Either on the Anchor Network with Apple Music. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever you're listening, as well as on Facebook Live, because we are live! You know why? It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, a holiday weekend. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. 
Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Party and party and yeah, party and party and candy. Fun, 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 fun. Looking forward to the weekend. Oh, I love you guys. And welcome in to another edition of All Andy Alfred right here on your exclusive home for me. That is on the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Bleaker, however you're listening to me tonight on the Anchor Network, wherever and whenever. Thank you so much for tuning in as well as on Facebook Live because it is our Falcon Friday edition of All Andy Alfred. Of course, a big thank you to everybody that tuned in to listen to the podcast on Monday night as we recap the Jackets' big win over the Dallas Stars, as well as breaking down last week of the National Football League and college games as well. And it is a huge weekend in sports. Uh, if you don't have your calendar cleared out, you might want to clean it out because you might want to delay the apple picking, the pumpkin patch, the getting the kids ready for Halloween. I know the trick-or-treat's at 6 o'clock. In some parts of the country, on Sunday, if they're doing trunk or treat on Saturday, make sure that you have, make sure you have your phone charged up. Make sure you have your connections all in set in order because tonight we're going to break all of Week Eight, preview all of Week Eight in the National Football League, as well as a busy slate of games this weekend in college football. Huge games at the Horseshoe as Penn State takes on Ohio State. The big one, the big, big, big matchup, undefeated Michigan and Michigan State. We'll also take a look at the big cocktail party happening in Jacksonville, Florida, between number one Georgia and the Florida Gators. And we will also dive into, of course, because it's a Falcon Friday, the only game in the Mid-American Conference as Bowling Green takes on Buffalo in Buffalo tomorrow afternoon at high noon at the University of New York at Buffalo. So, all a lot to get into tonight. Of course, we'll also dive into the big win for the Walleye tonight in Iowa as they took on the Iowa Heartlanders. We'll dive into that, a big win tonight. We'll also dive into what's happening in the World Series. Of course, Game 3 is happening as we speak. At last check, it was still one nothing. We'll dive into that game. We'll dive into the game two and game one and my opinion on that, as well as an Andy rant. So, of course, you could be on our Facebook Live. You can put a chat, questions, comments, whatever. We're here. This is a live show. I am just so happy to have you guys with us tonight for this program. A huge slate. I absolutely, I mean, if you look at this lineup card, it is just. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You got Pittsburgh playing Cleveland. You've got you've got New England going to LA to play the Chargers. You got Sunday night football between the Cowgirls and the Vikings. You also got a beautiful matchup. But like I said, you've got big matchups. You got the you got the Titans taking on the Colts. It is a sensational slate. A football this weekend. You gotta throw, you dash in a little bit of hockey. Of course, we're gonna dive into what's happening. Of course, tonight, what happened at the Garden. We're gonna start with that first. Oh. We absolutely looked flat tonight. The Jackets looked absolutely flat. 
after four days off, you know, I, I, I'm just absolutely stunned of how this team went from being so good and so dominant against Dallas. You know, they, they, are, they are typically, I will say this because I'm a Cedar Point buff, they are the blue streak of the NHL. They are the blue streak of the NHL, plain and simple. They go up, they're riding the high, they're winning games when they shouldn't be winning. Arizona, they, they beat up Arizona, they beat Seattle, they go to Detroit, and they flatline. Lose. They go and play the Islanders, ride the high again, big win in overtime. Line A catches up, fall forward against the Carolina, Carolina Hurricanes. Then they play Dallas on Monday and absolutely ride the hill again and win. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, a big three-game skid on the road, two games in the East Coast, one out in the West. You know, if we go two and one, that'd be fine. Are you kidding me how bad they played tonight? I'd be lucky if they could get 500 out of, out of New York. Out of the Jersey, New York area. Because that was just absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal tonight. As the Jackets started a three-game road trip as they headed into the Garden. To battle the New York Rangers. I mean, from the opening drop of this puck, it looked like the Jackets were out trick-or-treating. It was that bad. You know, they had absolutely zero chances, in my opinion, to ab- absolutely put set dominance in this game. I said I said it at the beginning of the game when I was watching it. They need to score, and they need to set the tone early in this game. What did they do? They just rolled over. I was just very, very upset with this game. And I'm sitting there watching this. And I'm saying, you know, I'm shouting, do something. Their passes, they have to get better in the passing game. Now, I watched this show on the Blue Jackets YouTube channel called Beyond the Battle. And I'm going to say this plain and simple. I'm going to absolutely say this plain and simple. Voracek is supposed to be a passer. That's why they traded Cam Atkinson for Yaka Voracek for a one-on-one deal. A better passer, better dynamic. He ain't capitalizing on it. He is not capitalizing on that. And I'm just absolutely stunned. Absolutely stunned. Their passing game, Larson's got to be better in the passing game. They absolutely do... They just looked so flat-footed. And I'm going to just say this right now. Patrick Line, the bug. Now everybody's going to say to me, the bug. The big, ugly guy. That's what everybody's referring to him on Twitter. Bug. With that mustache and the and the messed up hair. Line is a terrific player. Terrible looking. Terrible looking with the facial hair and everything like that. Clean shave. Clean himself up. I swear to God, he'd be a lot better. Uh, he'd be a lot better. He just he just looks he just looks a, a mess. He looks a mess. And again, he cannot dangle the puck. 
He is not an Artemi Panarin. When you're playing against Panarin, you can't play against Panarin. And how bad he performed tonight. Oh. Ah. Like I said, the Jackets were in MSG tonight. They lose to, to the Rangers 4 to nothing. Shut up. Give Shrinchek his first shutout of the season. And Chris Kreider is a jacket killer. He has get, scored more goals against the Jackets. He's the, he has scored. He is the number two top scorer against the range with the Rangers against the Jackets. He has scored more goals with the against the Jackets in a Rangers uniform. He's actually scored. He's the second. We're the second most team that scored the most. That he scored the most goals on. The first, of course, you want to guess the New Jersey Devils. But they have to be better. They have to be cleaner passes. They have to be players. And when you get the opportunity to put the puck on net, put it on net. Stop passing the puck and trying to find the guy that wants to get the first goal of his of the season. And you get the shot, you get the lane, shoot the damn puck. If you don't shoot the damn puck, then you're in trouble. Absolutely in trouble. Brian's writing in right here on my on the show. Got to be able to move the puck around if you're going to produce. Can't do that, then it's time to p- try and play the body. Absolutely. Got to move a guy to get him off the puck. And they aren't doing that. They weren't doing that tonight. And it was just, I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, you know, do something. They're just letting them walk in. Absolutely letting them walk in. They led in shots the entire game. All three periods of this game. 14-7 to in the second period alone. 13-12 to in the first period. 12-10. to in the third period. Are you kidding me? You get the garbage goals. That is just that is just plain and simple. And especially against a young goaltender that this kid is, you got to put the puck on the net. And if you look at the goal on last Monday, last Tuesday against Detroit, and I'm talking to Brian on this one. They put the puck on the net and Jenner jammed it in and they scored against Detroit. That was the only goal. Put the puck on the net and see what happens. Garbage. You practice this in warm-ups. You play garbage in warm-ups. You go get the garbage goals. This is a blue-collar team. We don't have an Ovechkin. We don't have a, 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 a Crosby or a Mulkin. We're the Columbus Blue Jackets, okay? We have Patrick Laine. We have Boone Jenner. We don't have household names. We don't have household names. It's just the fact that this team needs to get into the... Needs to get into it. They need to get into it. They need to bury the puck into the goaltender. And he's putting the point. Brian put the point. Another good point there. Pucks on net. Thousand percent. Got to tr- one's got to trickle in. Absolutely. Jam it in there. You practice this. I just 
Tonight was just, a, 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 for me, a killer. It was. It was absolutely a killer. As it all started off with Ryan Strom getting his first of the season from Panarin and Lundqvist. It was one nothing, And then Lafrontiere getting his third of the season from Fox on a slap shot, beating Elvis Merz-Lincolns. It was 2 nothing after 20 minutes. And I'm saying to myself... All right, we can let's rally. Let's get something going in the second period. We did. We had an opportunity to make some plays, but we were outshot in the second period, and I just was not very, very happy about that. So we go into the third, and then Kreider just you know takes the knife and just twists it and pulls it up. And then what got me the most, and Kreider's two goals were on the power play from Panarin and Fox on both cases on the power play. And that power play looks fantastic. And even though it was a four-on-three power play at the uh, for the final goal that made it four nothing, I'm just gonna say this: Kreider went and taunted Merce Lincolns after the play. And if I was Jenner, if I was any of the players, like if the Jackets, I would have just went after Kreider. Now, I, I don't mean like a Bertuzzi and take him out from behind or a Marty McSorley kind of a thing. You know, I would just, you know, next shift he'd come out, I'd give him a good run into the boards, give him a check, see what happens. Don't chant my goaltender up. Don't, you know, don't harass him. You know, it, it's, it's a bad enough that, that fans of the opposition on Monday night after finding out what happened... That was just absolutely, there's no need for it. There is no need for it. And the Jackets lose tonight to the New York Rangers by a score of 4 to nothing. Igor Shosinski, number one star. Adam Fox, number two star. Chris Kreider, the number three star. Overall shots on goal, the Rangers led 37-31. to 31. In the faceoff dot, the Jackets had the better faceoff dot at 50, 60% to 40%. Rangers 2-for-3 on the power play. They cashed in all on us. The Jackets 0-for-3 on the power play. Out hitting the Jackets 26-11. to And out blocking the Jackets 16-13. to uh, So there is that for you. By the way, uh, Merce Lincolns, like I said, stopping 33-37. Uh, stopping Save percentage of a .892. And... Uh, He'll get he'll get the loss in this one as the Jackets fall four to nothing at MSG. So the Jackets now hit the road, continue their road trip. They'll go to New Jersey on Sunday. That game a five o'clock puck drop. So after your football, if you're you got the early games, you know before the trick or treaters start coming in at round six. Jackets for me, watching a little bit of the game probably while I'm passing out the candy, of course. So there is that for you. Five o'clock. On Sunday, they will then head to Colorado on Wednesday to battle the Avalanche. Nine o'clock puck drop for that one before they return back home to Nationwide on the sixth to take on those same Avalanche. So it'll be a, basically a home and home. And then the Jackets have a four-game homestand where they will be off after that Saturday game against Colorado. They'll have five days off, literally, like literally five days off. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They won't play again until. The following Friday the 12th, we'll play a back-to-back. They'll play three games in five days with the Capitals, the Rangers, and then the Red Wings at Nationwide before they hit the road for the West Coast swing as they'll head down to Arizona and to Vegas on Saturday night. Looking forward to that one on the 20th 
that'll be interesting to see how Elvis performs under the bright lights in Vegas. And then they'll head to Buffalo. And Buffalo's a really good team this year. They are a really good team this year. So that's going to be interesting. So, again, Sunday, 5 o'clock puck drop as they take on the New Jersey Devils. As uh, you are watching and listening to us right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in as well as on our Facebook Live. Let's dive into the rest of the NHL for you. Of course, tonight, other games that are happening uh, final in Carolina. Carolina was a winner 6-3 to three over the Chicago Blackhawks. And the Hawks are a mess. We'll get into that here in just a second. Ottawa up big in Dallas. 4-1 right there. In overtime tonight at the Slice on ESPN+. Plus. It was the Florida Panthers. A 3-2 win over the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Arizona falls to Washington 2 to nothing. We are right now in a shootout in Vegas. Anaheim and in Vegas tied at four apiece. We'll see how that's going to end up. We'll probably have that game final for you in just a little bit. Tomorrow's slate looks like this. A full slate in the NHL. Detroit is in Toronto, the Battle of the Leafs. Uh, Winnipeg takes on San Jose. Chicago is in St. Louis. The Predators are hosting the Islanders. Montreal is in is in LA to battle the Kings. Florida is in Boston. They'll continue their perfect run. They're eight and zero overall after the big win tonight over Detroit Wings. I know Brian Wings did get a point off the Red Hot Panthers, but how that game ended? I saw how the game ended after I watched the end of the Jackets game. I flipped over the ESPN Plus and I watched the end of the. Watched the end of the uh, end of the Red Wing game and saw that pass to Barkoff and man, oh man, that was a beauty of a goal to end it. Uh, so yeah, that was that'll be interesting to see if if Florida can continue their winning ways. They're eight and zero overall. They go into Boston. Boston, they need a they need a big win, and I hope I hope Florida continues their path. The Devils are in Pittsburgh to battle the Penguins. Minnesota's in Colorado to battle the Avalanche. Vancouver hosts the Edmonton Oilers, and Philadelphia is in Calgary to battle the Flames. Got to make mention of this, too. I got a chance to watch that Edmonton-Philadelphia uh, game on Wednesday night. That was absolutely a fantastic game. Great presentation on TNT. Again, if you don't watch it, watch it. Wednesday night on TNT, great hockey coverage. Absolutely fantastic. Paul Bissonette from the Spitting Chicklets podcast as well as Rick Tockett, Anson Carter, and Liam McHugh doing the game. They've flowed in Wayne Gretzky here and there. And I, I will still continue to say this today. I would love, I would love to see Don Cherry be a part of the TNT crew because that would be a good mix right there. I really would. I would really love to see that. So, you know, we'll see. So I want to dive into what's happening also in the, in the National Hockey League. Of course, the big news that's happening is what's happening in Chicago. As uh, the reports have come out that um, two players were sexually abused by a trainer, video trainer, by a video trainer from the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, That trainer has been, of course, you know, released, um, has been, you know, convicted of the crimes as well. 
Uh, the league did an internal investigation and found out that the Hawks knew about this. And in that case, it was Stan Bowman and president of the president of hockey operations for the Hawks as well were released and were fired for, because of those actions. And it is, I think it's just going to, it is a black mark in the National Hockey League with this. This is a terrible, terrible thing. You know, this young kid, this Kyle, his name is Kyle. I'm not going to release his last name. Kyle Brush is his whole name. Kid played in 2010. And, you know, this is, this is, this is a black mark. It's really a black mark for the game. It really is. And to have that happen, it's just, it, 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 there's no point to it. Championships and winning do not matter when it comes to a player's health like that. That th- that cannot happen. And we're seeing the repercussions over this. Of course, the executives being fired of it. And now, yesterday, Joe Quinville, the head coach of now the Florida Panthers, who was the coach of the Chicago Blackhawks during that time, was released and fired by the Florida Panthers. Now, Florida made that a rallying point tonight in their big win against Detroit. Now, the question is, who's taking the position in Florida? Florida, a hot team right now. 8-0, like I mentioned before. I don't want to say it, but I kind of I kind of agree with Eric Week Eric Weeks from from ESPN, and they say that John Tortorella is going to be the new high coach of Florida, and I I think about that for a second. It's just going to be you know he's a great fit for that team, a young team needing a balance. I like it, I like it a lot, but here's the pushback over it. Bobrovsky wanted out of Columbus because of Torch's play. And now you're going to hire Torch to Florida with Bobrovsky being the, the goaltender who's in this big contract. I, I, I just, I, I see that and I'm like, I, I'm two questions. One, how long till Bob wants out? Number two, Number two, number two, <laughs> number two. How is how is that going to make me feel as a jacket fan? To see a guy who the jackets released, who absolutely was doing a fantastic job with the jackets, even though there was turmoil between owner between management and him. You know, him to go to Florida and being successful. Absolutely, be successful. I, I, I just, I just don't know. I, I, I'm one of those that's like, do I root for Torts? Do I root for them to, to, to do well? I don't know. Brian writes Torts. My wife writes in, go Bob. Yes, she's still a Bobrovsky fan even after the Jackets. Left him, and then he Brian also wrote some hockey is pushing AEW around lately on Wednesday. Yeah, but you look at the coverage. I, I like the coverage more in, in the hockey thing. We got more. We get more coverage now in hockey and in the North American mar- in the U.S. market 
now with ESPN as well as TNT having those broadcasts. And when we get into the winter season, once football season is done, you watch and see that those ratings are just going to go right up. Absolutely right up. So, yeah, the Jackets, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. We, ju- we just don't know. Uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame will remove Aldridge, who is the uh, coach, the writing coach, the video coordinator from the Cup. So that is taking place. Um, they announced that. The bench. Uh, so we'll see. Brad Aldridge removed because of his sexual assault on Kyle Beach, a 24-year-old prospect at the time who was called up from the Rockford Icehawks. And by the way, can I make mention of that? Throw that a little bit in there. At the time, the Walleye were affiliated with the Chicago Blackhawks during that time. So a little bit of pepper, a little bit of salt and pepper on that one. Speaking of which, the Walleye, a huge win tonight at Iowa. A huge absolutely huge win. They put a shellacking giving the Iowa Heartlanders, the new team out of the ECHL, a huge beat up tonight. A absolute huge beat up as the Walleye cruise to a 10-1 victory tonight in Iowa. Looking at it overall, game summary looks like this. I pull it up for you right here. It's so hard to read in something. And so the ECHL sends this stuff out and so hard. Look how fine print that is. You know, I, 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 I'm 31 years old. I understand, you know, my eyes aren't that great. But to have it that small in size. That small in size. Come on. The app's got to be better. All right, let's take a look here. Here we go. Here we go right here. Uh, Albert getting his second of the season. Barry. I mean... I'm looking at it, 2-0 after 20 minutes. After 40 minutes of play, they were up 8-1. They finish up in the third with two goals from Frazier. Now, Albert, a two-goal night for him, actually a hat trick for him tonight. You know, Christopoulos, um, excuse me, Caden Fulcher was in the game, stopping 26-27 of 27 and getting the big win. Uh... Yeah, Wally win ten to one. They will play the the Heartlanders again. Wally outshot Iowa in the game forty four to twenty seven. Toledo was zero for one on the power play. Iowa one for two on the power play. Uh, yeah, that was that. That's pretty. Uh, we had two fights in the game. Looks like yeah, two fights in the game, all taking place actually in the second period. Uh, Grafani and Frazier for the Wally. Marnett and Gola for Iowa. So big win for the Fish tonight. They get a 10-1 win over the Iowa Heartlanders. They'll continue their road trip. Uh, they'll take on Iowa tomorrow night. By the way, Cincinnati, a big 1-0 win over Kalamazoo. And got to make mention of this as well. Wheeling loses to Kansas City tonight, 3-2. Tomorrow night slate. At Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo will host Fort Wayne in the Orange Ice. 7 o'clock puck drop for that one. Cincinnati is in at home against Indianapolis. Iowa will take on the Walleye yet again. The Walleye will go, are at 1-1 one one in this season. They'll play Iowa again. And Iowa 1-2-1. and one. So there is that for you. 
and I'll make mention of this as well. Uh, after tomorrow night's game, the Fish won't play again until Wednesday night in Indianapolis. Indianapolis, 7 o'clock puck drop for that one before they return home for their home opening weekend. Tickets, very, very limited for opening night. Got to make mention of that to what is almost sold out, I would say. But if I were you, I would more want to go see the next game on Sunday night. A big rivalry, the defending Kelly Cup champion in the Fort Wayne Comets taking on the Walleye. A big game, in my opinion, for that one. Because you know, Fort Wayne played during the during the uh the lockout or the COVID COVID season. They played during the COVID season and they won the Kelly Cup. So they are the defending champions. So there is that for you guys tonight as you are listening and watching all ever you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. And we are going to dive right into the big slate. We're going to start first and foremost with the national. You know what? Actually, hold on. We're going to stop for a second. We're going to stop for a second. Let's dive a little bit into the baseball, shall we? Of course, we are talking about the fall classic, the World Series as it's happening as we speak right now. We're in the bottom of the seventh inning right now. It is the Atlanta Braves up one to nothing on the Houston Astros. Uh, if you're looking at this series, and I, I, I said at the beginning of the series, I would like to see this series. I'm thinking Atlanta is going to win this game series in six. I really do. And it's lining up more and more towards that. Game one, Tuesday night, Atlanta hit Hit the heart, hit the, hit the hammer right on, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. First at bat of the game. First at bat of the game. Solaire going deep, one nothing. It gave me, it gave me an absolute thrill to see, you know, to see Atlanta jumping out to an early one nothing lead. It was absolutely fantastic. And then they just pile it on, scoring five runs in the first three innings. And beating up on the Astros. Felt bad though. I did feel bad for Morton. Taking that line drive off his ankle. But then he goes out and pitches two more innings on a broken fucking ankle. That shows you balls right there. That shows you balls right there. So a big ups to Charlie Morton. Absolutely. They beat the Astros six to two. Beat the Astros six to two. You go to the next night, the Astros absolutely pounded Atlanta. They they read their signs. Banged down a little bit more of the trash cans. Astros are winner seven to two. They tied the series at one game apiece. They're playing tonight, like I mentioned, top of the eighth inning. Astros are down one to nothing to the Atlanta Braves. Game three tonight. Tomorrow, game four. 8.09, first pitch for that one. And so you got good college games. You've got a little bit of the World Series mixing into that. Great sports weekend. Absolutely great sports weekend. So there is that news for you guys tonight. Of course, uh, the Padres have hired uh, Oakland Athletics Melvin as their new manager. So that's a new surprise. So, the World Series 
I'll give you this too. The ratings are up on the World Series this year. Wednesday night's game drew an average of a 5.8, which is about 10.3 million people watched Game 2 of the World Series. That is just absolutely fantastic. See, World Series, seeing that going up, I love it. Baseball, mean, that means baseball is you know, reaching, its plat- reaching its platform. And Game 2 drew 186,741 streams on the Fox app, on the Fox Sports app. So you add that all together, that is more than t- 10.4 million people watching it. That's up from 13% from last year when they raised Battle of the Dodgers in the World Series in game at that same time. So there's that. There's absolutely that. So that's it. that's just fantastic. It's fantastic. So, so hopefully Atlanta gets the job done. We hope that Atlanta gets the job done. I hope Atlanta gets the job done. So last night, of course, we'll, let's dive into the National Football League as we get to Week 8 of the National Football League picks. Of course, yours truly. Last night, did not get an opportunity. I was out actually at Cedar Point to see the finale weekend that is the park's closing. Was at the park. Did not get a chance to watch Thursday Night Football between Green Bay and Atlanta. I saw bits and pieces there. People were watching it on their phone while in line at the rides. But Green Bay getting a big 24-21 win. And all these memes with... With Brett Farr is absolutely just fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic to see. I'm just laughing. I'm just I was absolutely laughing over it. So but Green Bay getting the win, giving Arizona their first loss of the season. I had Arizona at the start of the week over Green Bay, so now I'm 0-1 to start the week. But last week we finished eight and five overall in our week seven picks. And so this is gonna be a busy week, a big card. A lot of good games happening tonight, uh, happening this Sunday. We're going to get to it right now. So for entertainment purposes only, of course, do not call your bookmaker. Do not call your friend to put some money down on this game, on these games. Here is week eight, my predictions for week eight of the National Football League. Of course, we're going to start first and foremost with Atlanta. As Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons will host the Carolina Panthers. Carolina 3 and 4, Atlanta 3 and 3, Atlanta a 3 point favorite in the game. I will take the Atlanta Falcons in that one. The Dolphins travel up to Buffalo, New York. Buffalo 4 and 2, the Dolphins 1 and 6. Buffalo a 14 point favorite in this game. 1 o'clock kick at Ralph Wilson Stadium. I will take Buffalo, plain and simple. San Francisco travels across the country after they get rained on. On Sunday Night Football against the Colts, they will travel cross-country to battle the Bears at Soldier Field. 1 o'clock kick. San Francisco is a four-point favorite in the game. However, I'm going to take Chicago. I'm thinking Chicago is probably going to get the four points and probably win the game outright. I take, I'm going to take the Bears to beat the, the Niners. A big game, of course. I know Brian's looking forward to this one. A good game in the division. The 5-2 Tennessee Titans. Tighten up, he says. He says, tighten up. 5-2 overall. We'll head into Indianapolis, Indiana with the dome open. That's what Ursay says. As it will be the Colts, 3-4 versus the Titans, who are 5-2. Tennessee, a 2.5-point favorite in this one. 
I'm taking the Colts. I think Indianapolis is there. I think they're going to make a run for the playoffs. I really, really do. I think they can surprise everybody. I'm taking Indianapolis in the game. Uh, Cincinnati travels to the Meadowlands to battle the J-E-T-S. Sucks, sucks, sucks. Battles the Jets. The Jets 1-5. The Bengals 5-2. Cincinnati 11-point favorite in this game. I am taking the Bengals, of course. 1 o'clock kick sees Matthew Stafford and the L.A. Rams traveling to Houston to battle the Houston Texans. The Texans 1-6. and six. Rams 6-1. Six and one. L.A. a 16-point favorite in the game. I am taking the L.A. Rams. So that is now setting up the two games. We will first start off with one of the big ones. As it will be Jalen Hurts and the 2-5 Philadelphia E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles traveling to take on Jared Goff and my Detroit Lions. Lions 0-7, Eagles 2-5. Eagles a 3.5 point favorite in this game. The last two weeks I have t- I took L.A. last week. Of course, I knew Stafford was going to torch us. And how good the performance they the 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 Lions had last week. I I I just had that sneaky suspicion. Just had that sneaky suspicion that you know the Lions could do something. They did. They played up until halftime, and then in the end they rolled over like they did. They went on the Inglewood trip. I think they get the job done this week. I really do. I think I think they get the first win. They get over the hump. I'm going to take the Lions. I will take my team this week. I will take the Lions this week. I did not take them last week against the Rams because we all know the Rams were going to roll over them. So I will take the Lions to beat Philadelphia this Sunday, which sets up the huge one. And this will be for all my Browns fans, of course. The Browns host the Pittsburgh Steelers. A huge matchup. Pittsburgh 3-3. Three and three. The Browns 4-3 and three overall. Cleveland a four-point favorite. One o'clock kick on CBS. Baker Mayfield will start for the game to, on Sunday. Nick Chubb is back in the lineup. When you put those two on the field, plus now a decent Jarvis Landry, if Odell can catch the football, the defense can hold. Mike Tomlin is, you know, I've read about this. I've heard things that Tomlin is, has psyched his players up for this game because of how bad they were embarrassed in the playoffs last year, how everything got, you know, Blown out of proportion. People thought that that was Ben's last game. They were absolutely torched in the game. Everybody's going to finally realize that the Steelers are not the Steelers anymore. That Tomlin is headed to the West Coast to go to the USC job. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Woof, woof. I'm taking the Browns. Yes, Cleveland in the big one. I think Cleveland gets the job done. Let's take a look at the 4 o'clock games, of course, for Zach and for for Jess. The P- 
Patriots travel out to the West Coast. They go to SoFi Stadium to take on the LA Chargers. A great matchup. The Chargers 4-2. The Patriots 3-4. The Chargers 4.5 point favorites in the game on Sunday. I'm taking the Chargers to beat the Patriots. Sorry. Seattle. 2-5 overall will take on the Jacksonville Jaguars, Seattle 2-5, Jacksonville 1-5, Seattle a 3.5 point favorite in the game. I will take the Seahawks. Denver hosts the Washington football team. 425 kickoff for that one. Denver a 3 point favorite in the game. I'm going to take Denver in that one as well too. Sets up the America's Game of the Week as it will be Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints taking on Tampa Tom, Tom Brady. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa 6-1, New Orleans 4-2. Tampa a 4.5-point favorite in the Superdome. I'm going to take Tampa in that one. I think Tampa's going to get the job done, which sets up Sunday night football on NBC on a Halloween evening. That's guaranteed. Hey, as it will be the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys, in my opinion, I still, I, I still don't believe them. But they're playing Minnesota at Minnesota. Minnesota a three-point favorite in this game on Sunday night. Dallas 5-1, Minnesota 3-3. Three three. I'm going to take Dallas this week. I'm going to take the Cowboys. They're not there, but I, I, I just don't like Minnesota this week. I really I really don't like Minnesota this week. So, so I'll take Minnesota. This Monday night game, we'll have the Kansas City take... Kansas City Chiefs taking on the G-Men of the New York Football Giants. The Giants 2-5, Kansas City 3-4, Kansas City a 9.5 point favorite in this game. I am going to take the Kansas City Chiefs. Plain and simple. So, looking at it overall, looking at it overall, I have... I have the, of course, the Thursday night game was a loss for me as it was, uh, as it was Arizona falling to Green Bay in the game, 24-21. So looking at the slate overall, I have Atlanta. Buffalo, Chicago, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, the Rams. I have the Detroit Lions beating up on the Philadelphia Eagles. And I have the Browns getting the win. I have a lot of home teams winning this Sunday. I do. Chargers beating the Patriots. Seattle taking the job and beating Urban Meyer and the Jaguars. Denver getting the win over the Washington football team. Tampa getting the job done over New Orleans. I have Dallas on Sunday night getting the big win over Minnesota and Kansas City beating the G-Men in Kansas. I have Kansas City beating the G-Men in Kansas City. So again, the two big ones, I have Philadelphia losing to Detroit, getting Detroit's first win of the season. And I have the Browns defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. You need a score... I'll give you the score for the Browns game. I'm thinking 35-27 
in favor of the Browns. So there is that for you. So that is week eight of the National Football League. And I love you guys. So and you're watching me on Facebook Live as well as listening to me on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for tuning into the show tonight. Uh, you can be a part of our show. Post a comment on our Facebook Live show as well as send us a tweet. It is at all Andy Alfred. It is at all Andy Alfred as well. So big slate of NFL week eight. Browns, I think, get the job done over Pittsburgh. The Eagles fall to the Lions. So, other than that, let's get into week nine of college football, shall we? It is going to be a truly a great weekend of football, college football. As week nine started off on Thursday, as Coastal Carolina got the win 35-28 over Troy. You know, Coastal's there. I saw a kid last night at Cedar Point with a Coastal Carolina shirt on. And I was I was going to ask him if he's actually a fan or if he just is you know, riding the green wave as Coastal Carolina. I don't know. But week nine of the college football slate is just absolutely delicious to look at. Absolutely delicious to look at. So again, for entertainment purposes only, here is my predictions for week nine. Of college football, of course. It will all start tomorrow at noon as the Bobcats, the Bearcats of Cincinnati, 7-0 and overall, the number two team ranked in the country, takes on Tulane in Tulane. Tulane 1-6 overall. Cincinnati a 27.5 point favorite in the game. I'm going to take the Bearcats. The green wave isn't going to be there. Texas travels to 16th-ranked Baylor. Baylor a 2.5-point favorite in the game. Texas 4-3. Baylor 6-1. Baylor, like I said, 2.5-point favorite. I'm going to take the Longhorns. Horns up as an upset special in that one. Pittsburgh will welcome in the Miami Hurricanes. Pittsburgh 6-1. Miami 3-4. Pittsburgh a 9-point favorite in the game. I'm going to take the Pitt Panthers in that one. 22nd-ranked Iowa State travels to West Virginia, 2 o'clock kickoff on the Big 12 Network. Iowa State is 7.5 point favorite in this one. I'm actually going to take the Mountaineers of Western Western West Virginia, my apologies, West Virginia in that one, which sets up the big game, one of the big games of the day, of course, in Jacksonville, Florida, as it will be Kirby Smart and the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Heading into Jacksonville, Florida, to take on the Florida Gators. Florida four and three overall. The Georgia Bulldogs seven and zero. Perfect, as this is the the big cocktail party, a big cocktail game. That's what they call it. The biggest cocktail party in all of the all of Florida in Georgia. As this. I think is going to be a really good game. I really uh, one of the big a great three thirty kick. It's the nice sandwich in between the two good games of the day. Three thirty kick, CBS Sports. 
I think Kirby and they're. I'm looking at Georgia's schedule. Okay, Florida, this is a big game. You know, they don't have that many games left. And they're all against easy opponents. Missouri, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, and Georgia Tech is the finale. Okay, so with that all in mind, I think, I think this is where Georgia's going to have the hiccup. Upset special of the day. Upset special of the day. I have Florida beating Georgia tomorrow in the cocktail party. Georgia's a 14-point favorite in this game. But Florida is up for this one. They want to be there. I have the Gators beating Georgia tomorrow in Jacksonville. Texas Tech travels to Oklahoma, 3.30 kickoff. Oklahoma, fourth ranked in the country. I will take the boomer sooner on that one. As then it will be seventh ranked Oregon hosting Colorado, 3.30 kick on Fox. I will take the Oregon Ducks. Duke travels to Wake Forest. Wake Forest, 13th ranked in the country. I'll take Wake Forest. Ole Miss, a good matchup at 7 o'clock on ESPN. 10th-ranked Ole Miss takes on 18th-ranked Auburn. Auburn, three-point favorite in this game. I'm taking Ole Miss to beat Auburn in that one. 12th-ranked Kentucky, 6-1 overall, will take on Mississippi State. Brandon Walker's Mississippi State, 4-3 and three overall. Mississippi State, a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Wildcats, easy. Wildcats. Smash it. Smash it. Tomorrow. Okay, State. Oklahoma State. 6-1 overall. Takes on Kansas. 7 o'clock kick on FS1. Oklahoma State. 29.5 point favorite in the game. I will take Oklahoma State. Here's a good one. 19th ranked Southern Methodist University. SMU takes on Houston. That line is even. It's a pick game. I'm going to take Houston in that one. The final three games look like this. BYU, 25th ranked in the country, takes on the, the Mountaineer, the Violineers, the Volunteers, excuse me, of Virginia. Both teams 6-2. I'll take the Cougars in that one. San Diego State takes on Fresno State. San Diego State, 21st ranked in the country. I will take San Diego State. And that sets up the nightcap on NBC as it will be 6-1 Notre Dame taking on 4-3 UNC. Notre Dame a three and a half point favorite in this game. I'm going to take the Irish because I think Notre Dame is going to, they have to play and basically win out to get into the playoff. They have to have chaos happen. And I think it's going to start happening tomorrow with Georgia upsetting, being upset by Florida. And that's just going to start the, the chaos wheel. It's going to start the chaos wheel. That's what I really do. I really think that. Uh, I, I just, you watch and see this game. I, and I know some people are going to post this video, post this section of the video and say, you said that Georgia was going to get beat by Florida at this certain time. Yeah, I understand that. Do I think it's going to be like an, uh, an Alabama where they lost on a field goal? 
Possibly. Do I think that Florida's going to blow them out? Hell no. But I think it's going to be a really good game, and I think Georgia, unfortunately, gets the loss in that one. Plain and simple. So let's take a look at the Big Ten. Huge slate of games in the Big Ten. I know we all want to go into what's going to happen in East Lansing. We'll get to that here at the end. But let's look at the other games. ESPN, a new ninth-ranked Iowa, goes to Camp Randall, the Battle of Wisconsin. Noon kickoff for that one. Wisconsin, a three-point favorite. Iowa take the Hawkeyes in that one. Rutgers battles Illinois. Illinois coming off that nine-overtime win over Penn State. I will take the Illini in that one. Illini getting a big win. Indiana goes to Maryland. Maryland, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take Indiana in that one. Northwestern hosts the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Row the boat. I am going to take Northwestern in that game. Purdue heads into Nebraska to battle the Cornhuskers. I will take the Boilermakers, which sets up tomorrow night's game. Big game, 8 o'clock kickoff on, excuse me, 7.30 kickoff on ABC as the 20th ranked Nittany Lions of Penn State, 5-2 overall, 20th ranked in the country, come in to the horseshoe to battle 5th ranked Ohio State. Ohio State 6-1, Penn State 5-2. Ohio State's opening line it was earlier was at 18.5, it's now 19.5. I'm taking Ohio State, plain and simple. So, that all in mind, it all goes into what tomorrow will bring. College game day. Big noon Saturday. Oh, and by the way, the Barstool College Football Sports Show. All in East Lansing, Michigan tomorrow morning. As six-ranked Michigan. Takes on 8th-ranked Michigan State. Little brother hosts big brother in possibly the biggest game of the season. And if you're an Ohio State fan, I'm going to tell you who you need to root for in this game. You need to root for Michigan State in this game. You need Michigan State to win this game. Because here's the thing. End of the season, you're at Michigan to end the season and the possible clinching of the Big Big Ten East to get you into the playoff, get you into the Big Ten championship game. And that could possibly get you into the playoff. That game could win. You could be playing Michigan. If Michigan State pulls off the upset and beats Michigan, Ohio State hosts Michigan State the second-to-last game of the year. Okay, so with that in mind, I'm just telling you, you need Michigan State to win. So you can have the opportunity to have home field at the shoe against Michigan State. So you're asking me who I'm picking. I'm going Lee Corso on this. Headphones off. Let me reach you this shirt. There is no crying in football except in Ann Arbor. There is no crying in football except in Ann Arbor. I'm taking Sparty tomorrow. Michigan State. I think it's going to be... I think Michigan State 
and put my headset back on. Michigan State, big tomorrow. Big tomorrow. I think Sparty gets the big win tomorrow. You want my score? 35-17. I think Sparty gets the huge win tomorrow at Spartan Stadium. So, to El Prez, to Portnoy, this shirt is available at the Bavarian Inn restaurant in Frankenmuth, Michigan. Get it. Because this is absolutely the absolute truth. There is no crying in football except in Ann Arbor. Play it. It's a school that's known through all. Its specialty is winning. And the Spartans play good ball. Spartan teams are never beaten. All through the games they'll fight. Fight for the only colors. Green and white. Go right through and drive that blue. Watch the points keep growing. Spartan teams are bound to win. We're fighting with the lead. Rah, rah, rah. See, the team is weakening. We're going to win this game. Fight, fight. Raw team, fight. Victory for MSU. Michigan State. A big win tomorrow at Sparty Stadium. New kickoff. Gus Johnson, Joe Klatt on the call with Jenny Tap. A big game, big game feeling. All the pregame shows are there. Sparty on, baby. 35-17. Yes, BGSU's game tomorrow night. Tomorrow afternoon, a only game in the Mid-American Conference. As Bowling Green with Matt McDonald and Scott Leffler travel to the University of New York at Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bulls in this game tomorrow after tomorrow afternoon at high noon. Game is on CBS Sports Network, by the way. Gotta make mention of that. The only game in the Mid-American Conference tomorrow. Buffalo, a 13 and a half point favorite in this one. I'm sorry to do this. Sorry to absolutely do this. I gotta put this back on here. Cause you know I love I bleed brown and orange. I bleed this team. Ah, a little chilly in here, by the way. Got the candle going. A little chilly. Got the shirt still repping. Still wearing the brown and orange. I think Buffalo gets the win, unfortunately, this one. Uh, I think the uh, the Falcons fall to two and seven. I really like Bowling Green's chances. I hope that they can control a little bit of the defense, but they're not that great in the passing game, passing defense. I will take Buffalo to beat the Falcons in that one. So recapping again, week nine of the college football slate: Cincinnati, Texas in an upset over Baylor, Pitt. 
over Miami of Florida. West Virginia beating Iowa State. I have that as an upset as well. The big upset of the day tomorrow, Georgia. will f- The number one team in the country will fall to the Florida Gators in the big cocktail party in Jacksonville. Oklahoma will, will get the big win tomorrow. Uh, it will also over, excuse me, Oklahoma over Texas Tech. Colorado will fall to Oregon. Wake Forest over Duke. Ole Miss will pull a win over Auburn. Kentucky beats Mississippi State. Uh, Oklahoma State gets a big win over Kansas. I I have uh, Houston beating SMU. BYU over Virginia. San Diego State over Fresno State. And Notre Dame getting the big win over North Carolina. The big, uh, the the MAC game, the only MAC game, Buffalo beating Bowling Green tomorrow, noon kickoff, like I mentioned on CBS Sports Network. The big slate games are on the Big Ten. Iowa beating Wisconsin. That's who I have predicted to win tomorrow afternoon at noon. I have Indiana over Maryland. Rutgers will fall to Illinois. Purdue gets the win over Nebraska. Northwestern a win over Minnesota. Ohio State cruises to the victory over Penn State. And like I said, the big one, there is no crying in football except in Ann Arbor. I have Michigan State 35, Michigan 17 tomorrow at Sparty Stadium. So there is week nine of college football. As you are listening and watching all Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. As we're coming to the end of the program tonight, and it's about time for Andy Rants tonight. This is now time for Andy Rants right here on the Anchor Network as well as on Facebook Live. And I, again, want to say thank you for tuning into the podcast tonight. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, then what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. We do podcasts every Monday or Tuesday, depending on the Jackets are playing. And every Friday for Falcon Friday right here on the Anchor Network as well as on Facebook Live. So it's now time for Andy Rants. I need to get a sip of water really quickly. And let's talk a little bit. Of, I want to dive a little bit more into the situation with what's happening with the Chicago Blackhawks. And of course, the Hawks situation... But Kyle Beach being uh, coming out as one of the one of the players that was uh, in the uh, sexual harass uh, sexual alleg- um, one of the big it's a it's a subject that I don't like to talk about all that much it really is and this to have a black market this in the NHL the sexual assault on him by the video coach. In 2010, the year that the Hawks won the Stanley Cup, it just can't happen. And we are seeing the repercussions of this right now, all throughout the the team, all throughout the league, and all throughout the teams. And it's just not just the Blackhawks; it's the Florida Panthers. But Joe Quenville being released as the head coach because he knew what was going on. I knew. I said it. I found out when he had the meeting yesterday with the commissioner of the National Hockey League, Gary Bettman. Um, I knew 
the meeting did not go well. Because they were talking about it. It was one of the reporters said that the meeting didn't go well. And as soon as I read that, I said, I know Quenville's gone. And not even two hours later, they come out with the announcement that Joe Quenville has been fired as the head coach of the Florida Panthers. You know, it's just a bad mark in the NHL. And to see this game become such a fruition, a high fruition, to see that the league has... You know, it's starting to pick back up again because of the ESPN as well as the TNT. And to have this happen, it's just it's just a bad mark. It really is. And I just, I just, I can't believe it. I just honestly can't believe it. Uh, our good friend Nick, the Money Man Devera, who does uh, the stuff on Twitch, who is also my old broadcast partner. I, you know, I reached out to him on Wednesday night. And I asked him how he felt about it. And um, I'll read you the tweet, uh, the text message he sent me. I sent him a text message Wednesday night when I was sitting at home watching watching the TNT coverage. And I uh, I sent him the text message and I said, uh, I said, uh, he say, I said, hey, you still up? He said, yeah. I says on the TNT intermission, they're gonna do the interview they had about the Blackhawk that reported the case that John Doe, he says, I'm not watching that. I'm ashamed to be a fan at, at this moment. Thanks anyway. And he says, no pro-, I said, no problem. Thought I'd share it to you so you can hear it yourself. He says, might root for another team this year until everyone involved is purged. And I'm thinking, I was reading that and I'm like, hmm. I'm like, purged. Who who else is going to be there besides Quenville? Quenville, I think, is it's just one piece. It's falling. I think we're going to see players involved with this, and I'm going to just say it. I'm I'm going to say it, and I don't really want people to take this as offense, but I think Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane know what happened. I think the league is covering it up. A little bit. I think the league knows something and they don't want to make it like public until it's like, you know, somebody brings it a punch up and I'm bringing attention to it. You can't have the captain of this team not know what's happening. You can't. And how bad this case is, you know, championships should never be won in this situation. Especially how bad this case is. I have a feeling that Kane and Taves are going to be gone. They may get suspended. They might get moved around because of this. But we might be seeing the end of this big run for the the Hawks. And it hurts me because I picked the Hawks to win the Stanley Cup this year. Prior knowing to what is happening. Of course. But this is this is big, this is honestly big, and uh, we're gonna keep following this. We're honestly gonna keep following this because this is this is big news. This is honestly big news because as a hockey fan, this hurts. And I knew, you know, I'm I'm not knocking Kane, I'm not knocking Taves, I'm not knocking this whole organization, but. To have this happen to a proud original six franchise, 
that's just a kick in the pants. It really is. So, to have it happen, can't have it happen. And going back to earlier in the show, we were talking about the whole John Tortorella situation. Torch is the leading man right now who used to be the coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets, is now the who was released by the Jackets, is now the head front runner for the position of Florida from Joe Glenville. And so to that, I'm I made my decision. Plain and simple. You know, I'm going to root for Torts, but I'm not rooting for the team. I'm hoping Torts does well. You know, if he takes this job. He's still working at ESPN as an analyst. But, you know, we shall see. We shall see. When he comes to Columbus, you know, I hope that they give him a good round of applause. We're going to have so many standing ovations this year at Nationwide Arena. You have Cam Atkinson returning from from, from the Philadelphia Flyers. You're going to have... You know, David Savard once they come when um, once Tampa comes back. And you're gonna have in the Boston situation, you're gonna have Nick Felino. And that's the game I wanna go to. Anybody that's throwing out there, I know the wife was watching this this podcast. So if any game I wanna go to this season, the rest of the season, I wanna go to the Boston game. The first game back with Nick Felino in the lineup, hopefully. Because, you know, he was the great one of the best captains of this organization has ever seen. And you know, I, I would like to pay my respects to see some of the great one of the greatest hockey players that I've ever witnessed on the on this planet. And one of the nicest guys that you'll ever meet on the ice. I'll take on my my team. I mean, I'll, I'll drive up to uh, drive up to Detroit to see it. Because they played the same division. But we shall see. We shall see. And like I mentioned before, we will have a our Falcon Friday edition program next week. As well as doing a special live special edition of All NDL for next Saturday night. And next Sunday at the Huntington Center with the Walleyes home opener weekend. But we will have, be back on our regular Anchor Network on Tuesday to recap Week 8 of the National Football League. Hopefully the Lions get a big win, as well as, as well as the Browns. Big game against the Steelers this upcoming week. By the way, again, the picks. The Lions to beat the Eagles. The Browns to beat the Steelers. And the college games for tomorrow, Ohio State beating Penn State. Notre Dame beating North Carolina. And the Spartans taking down the Wolverines. The only MAC game, of course, like I mentioned before, Buffalo takes on Bowling Green. Noon kickoff, I have Buffalo in that one. And by the way, got to make mention of this, we're getting into the midweek MAC games. That will start next week. Tuesday night slate, we'll have the University of Toledo taking on Eastern Michigan. That's a 7.30 kick, that game that has been announced. It will be on ESPN. Too. So there's that for you. So that's going to wrap it up for all Andy Alford tonight, right here on Facebook Live as well as on the Anchor Network. Uh, we'll be, like I mentioned before, back on Tuesday for another edition of all Andy Alford. We will have a terrific show for you. We'll recap everything and uh, you'll hear what uh, happened on Halloween. And we'll be passing out the candy in front of the house. Uh, I'll make a little video. And post it here on the anchor on our Facebook page as well as on our Twitter to show you how many kids are going to keep a count tonight 
on Sunday night how many kids come up to the door that will get candy. So we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, if you're in the neighborhood, stop by and get some candy. So give the kids, bring them over. Okay. So that's going to wrap it up for all Andy offered tonight. As always, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. The game of life. Keep your stick on the ice and to the teams you root for at home. And to my teams. Go, Jackets, even though tonight you just stunk in the garden. Get it done in Jersey on Sunday. Go, Falcons! Pull the upset. Prove me wrong. Go, State. Ohio and Michigan State. Go Lions. See if we can get a win. Go Brownies. Go Falcons in hockey. Take care of Bemidji State. And go Kraken. Love you, Everett. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great weekend, everybody. Happy Halloween to you. And I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday for another edition of All Andy Alford. Love you guys. Talk to you then. This has been a special presentation of All Andy Alford, the Falcon Friday edition. You can be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at All Andy Alford. It is at All Andy Alford, as well as Facebook.com slash All Andy Alford. You can listen to the replay on our Facebook page after the live show is done, as well as listen to it anytime right here on the Anchor Network.